Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to local news and social artistry here on KOPN.org, your community radio station out of Columbia, Missouri. We're happy you're with us. Uh, I'm your host, Dick Dalton. And each week we have the pleasure of talking to someone who's building a more humane world from the inside out. And I had uh, the pleasure of meeting uh, today's guest down in Arkansas a month or so ago, a little retreat place that my wife and I love to go to called Wattle Hollow. Mm, look it up, Wattle Hollow Retreat Center. And my guest is Jen Hodge. Is that okay? I, yeah, that's great. You got it right. Oh, okay. Rhymes with garage. So yes. Well, you know, I was thinking some people say garage. They do. Yeah. yeah. Well, and some people say Hodge. Some people say Hodge. Some people say um, Hodge. And and so um, I think, like in um, in Lebanon, I think it's closer to Hodge than it is Hodge. Uh -huh. So, um, unless you're, unless you speak French, so then they'd say Hodge, but, um, <laughs> it's really, um, my, my name is kind of funny. Um, I, I got it through marriage and, um, my husband got it, um, because his mother sort of made it up. So, oh. um, I mean, he, he was Lebanese and they lived in Lebanon, but, um, the, the their original last name was a little bit different from that mm -hmm. and she was trying to um kind of stay under the radar and yeah. hide from a, a, a husband that she was escaping so sure. yeah so she she made up this name and it, it did fine um for them they they were never caught <laughs> <laughs> yay yay <laughs> and here you are and that's spelled folks uh, j-e-n uh, H A J J. That's good. Yes. Yeah. And you are a performing songwriter living yes. in a little cabin, you say, or maybe a big cabin down in the Ozarks. And that would be the Arkansas Ozarks? Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm um, outside of a little town called Mountainburg and um, about six acres away from living in the. Um, in in the Ozark National Forest, mm -hmm. uh, we've got the Boston Mountain Range here, and mm. um, yeah, feel really really lucky to have this little spot in you know the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and Waddle Hollow in the middle of nowhere, south of Fayetteville. Uh, well, that was a great uh, <laughs> actually getting there through the long driveway and uh, yes. Yeah, and, long narrow driveway, and that that is also in the same mountain range as, oh, as my place. Yeah, oh, in the, okay. In the mountains. I'm just on the other side of the freeway, uh, mm -hmm. and near Devil's Den State Park. So really beautiful country, and uh, the, the trees are amazing, and the hills and the little the nooks and crannies are. Yeah. There's so much to explore, <laughs> for sure. And to write songs about, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. they seem yeah. to come into some of your music. I, yeah, nature does warm its way in, <laughs> for sure. But you certainly weren't born in the Ozarks, were you? No, no, I was. I was born back east. 
Um, I was, I was born near Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, my, my parents were, they were from about out West. So, um, they had been in Massachusetts because my dad's first really big job was there. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think their plan was always to find a way to come back out West. And he was offered, um, a promotion and they, they moved him, uh, from, from Boston to, um, Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And so we lived in Arizona for, wow. Um, up, up until I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from when I was three until I was about 15 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, uh, my dad again, um, wanted to, to move to be closer to his parents, but had a really good job opportunity that went with it. And mm-hmm. so, um, we moved to Utah and we were there for, a long, long time. I was there. I ended up staying there for like 30 years. Mm. Um, my parents are still there. My sister's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I moved to California after that and, um, stayed in California for about 10 years. You're going to start figuring out how old I am. Uh, Southern, <laughs> Southern Cali- California, right? Southern California, but it was this really wonderful. Well, I was in San Diego for a while. And then, um, I found this little town called Idlewild which is up in the mountains, um, above Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And it feels more like Colorado there than it does, um, mm-hmm. Southern California. And I, I was there for, um, a, a nice piece of time. I really, really enjoyed myself there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, you know, California got really expensive and the gasoline was um, getting to a point where I just couldn't afford to get off the hill to do anything, you know, to do work, to go to the airport, to do, um, you know, music, everything that I needed to do was off the hill. Mm -hmm. And so it it was time to start looking for something new. And I really wanted to own a home. Mm -hmm. I used to own a home in Salt Lake City and I really enjoyed home ownership. And I, I was just starting to feel that again, you know, it's like, I, I want to have something that's mine that, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm not just throwing money into a, a pit and never getting anything back. <laughs> so yeah, we rented for a long time. <laughs> well, and there's nothing wrong with renting. Um, but, but we now have our home and it, it's a totally different feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and we, we found this place, um, just kind of, it, it was, it was weird how it came up because, <laughs> um, we, we'd been looking for things that were affordable, um, and looking in the woods. So we were looking in a few States, but Arkansas seemed to be the one that was, mm. you know, had the most, that was the, the most interesting to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was, there was a listing that, that came up and I looked at it and I'm like, no. Um, like it was too expensive or it was too small or, or whatever, but, um, there was a picture of the, this house that I bought on that listing. Like it was like other listings you might like, (laughs) and I would not have ever found this house if not for the picture that was on the other listing, (laughs) uh, because it was, it was a little small. Um, and it, it didn't fit the search terms that we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it's so perfect. It, it's a wonderful place. It's cozy. Um, a lot of a lot of the real estate here within a certain um, price range is falling apart. Oh. Um, yeah, there there are a lot of houses that are just really in in need of remediation, mm-hmm. and um, this one is not. This mm-hmm. one, it's, I, I mean, it has no holes in it. Um, <laughs> Yay! And it's on two acres, and uh, it's so it's quiet. It's far away from other people, mm-hmm. and I can just go outside and and just be inspired every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can take little quiet walks. Uh, the neighbor has six acres and he doesn't mind if we go over to his pond and hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I, I can like walk and enjoy and listen to birds and, um, you know, just see what's showing up in nature today. You know, speaking oh, of, birds, speaking yeah. of birds, speaking of birds, what is this? Yeah. Well, did you fall in love with birds out in San Diego or? Uh, oh, I've West? always, yeah, I've always loved birds. Um, birds are um, a- alongside my, my music world and, and the things I've done in music, I've always been involved in conservation work. So um, I, I, shortly out of um, college, I got my first job working at um, Tracy Aviary in Salt Lake City, which mm. is a zoo. Mm-hmm. And um, really fell in love with um, work to conserve species, restore habitat. Uh, I got very involved in my local Audubon chapter. I was even the president of the chapter for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then I, I've just, every job since then has been working in habitat restoration or conservation of specifically birds. Um, and it's, it's just a, yeah, they're a huge passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love to look at a bird and try and figure out what kind mm-hmm. it is. Uh, although I don't chase them as much as I used to. I, you know, if I heard about a rarity in the past, I'd go out and try and find it. And oh. see it. Mm-hmm. But um, now it's just like, oh, look, there's a little bluebird in my yard. What is it? You know, and then I'll, I'll try and figure that out. Well, I guess you had a great time uh, with our teachers down at Waddle Hollow, Jack Williams and mm-hmm. Kelly and Donna Mulholland, because they're avid birders as well. Yes, they are that's avid birders. Yeah. And um, that's uh, it's interesting how I met Donna and Kelly um, because I, I signed up for a, a songwriting contest that they were managing hmm. out of um, Winfield. Um, yes, Winfield, the, right? the Walnut Valley Festival, and you know that's a that's a really big festival for people who play instruments, and they have a lot of the national and international competitions there um, mm-hmm. for banjo players, fiddle players, and mm-hmm. and such. Um, but uh, Donna and Kelly do the did they don't do it anymore the uh, the the songwriting competition. Mm. Let me and, uh, let me interrupt just a second for my audience. Uh, Kelly and Donna. Mulholland are the band called Still on the Hill, and they played in Columbia, Missouri, uh, uh, several places, do some uh, house concerts in the area, um, and been over at Lupus uh, to the general store. So uh, when you hear uh, Jen and I talking about Kelly and Donna, that's who it is, Still on the Hill. 
And uh, go ahead. I just wanted to make sure the audience had a little insight. Oh, into sure. Yeah. yeah, they're they're lovely people, and their music is just wonderful. I they they play all these really interesting instruments, and they're mm -hmm. virtual shows on on the instruments they play. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's anything that Kelly can't play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you submitted a song that they liked. I did, and it was one of the first songs that I had ever written. Hmm. which was a really silly song because uh, <laughs> I was working in this nonprofit and I was doing live bird presentations in the schools. I had written this song called Raptor Bird that um, helped kids remember some of the main points about raptor ecology. Mm -hmm. uh, so like raptors have talons, raptors um, have really good eyesight and they catch their food with their feet and, um, you know, uh, different kinds of birds that we can call raptors and what they like to eat. I have this song that goes through all of that. Mm -hmm. And um, I submitted that and it won in the children's category that year. Um, and and so the, the winners of this thing are invited to come and play their song. Oh, Stage, which was really wonderful and um when i met donna and telly the first time they said we are so tickled to meet you and we're so glad that um that you submitted your song because we are birders and <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. might have had a little influence in the voting <laughs> yeah well no they, they don't judge they oh don't, they're not the they, judges they have, oh, okay yeah they they have other people who judge so they have nothing to do with who actually wins oh. um, but they were very glad that i won with that song mm -hmm. and um they we've been friends ever since um, and th I think that part of the reason why I'm in Arkansas is because I, I knew that Donna and Kelly and Jack Williams were here and, and Jack's wife, Judy, as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's like I won't be alone in Arkansas because I know that there there are these people. Who Wonderful. Who yeah. So you had acquaintance with them before you moved. That's cool. Yeah. Long time before I moved, like like 15 years before. Oh, I moved. my goodness. Yeah. Oh, so you're. Old acquaintances, old yeah. friends. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, you didn't, uh, well, actually, you did start out in music. You have something on your website, which is uh, uh about singing when you were in grade school and creating songs and teaching mm -hmm. people and touring. Yeah. yeah. What was um, that all about? Well, um, I've just always been really musical. Um, and my parents have uh, encouraged that. Thank goodness. Thank you, mom and dad. <laughs> uh, they, you know, got me piano lessons and um, they encouraged me to sing in choirs. Um, we had a church choir um, that had a um, like a, a small touring group that would go out and um, sing for other churches. Hmm. And so I, I was able to get into that group. Um, I had a really good musical ear and I could sing alto. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, they, they want, when you, when you sing something other than the melody, you know, they, they want people who have some skill with that. And so I evidently had it, mm -hmm. um, I could read music. Um, and so I did that and I, I would learn songs in that group and I wanted to be singing them all the time. And I had a friend in school who also sang and she's like, well, I want to sing too. And so I taught her all of the songs that we were learning in this church group. 
and um we would we would walk around the the schoolyard singing these songs and we we entered in a talent competition we actually won the talent competition with that um, singing these little acapella songs yeah um yeah and you played the so piano many- sometime in there uh started mm-hmm. piano playing yeah yeah i played the piano um and took um you know took lessons from like the first grade until i moved away from utah or from mm-hmm. that was in arizona so um yeah up until the time i moved and then i like played in jazz bands and um music was always just really really important mm-hmm. to me and um when it came time to go to school initially i studied biology and chemistry and theater arts Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got a BS degree in, um, biology and chemistry, but, um, I, it, it just didn't really move me. And so I wanted to go back to school and I, I went back and got into the music school at university of Utah. And so I, what I really wanted to do was to sing and to write. And unfortunately that school did not really offer the opportunity to do those things within the context of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So um, they did have a vocal performance program, but it was opera. And mm-hmm. they they did have a composition program, but that was 12-tone music. So um, t- 12-tone music is um, writing music that um, it, it intentionally... Um, breaks the mold. And so you you create um, new scales that are not the scales that you would use in Western music, you know, mm. not, not an eight note scale that has certain rules. You would make your own rules for your scales and then you would write your songs based on the rules that you just created. Mm. And um, it can make for some really weird music. <laughs> That doesn't sound like music to oh, okay. me. Uh-huh. Um, and and so I those two years that I was in music school were maybe the most miserable two years oh my. of my life. And it shouldn't have been mm-hmm. yeah. because you know, I loved music and I loved singing. And I, I remember that um I couldn't sing. Um, my voice just it, it wasn't there for me. Um, and I went to a doctor and they said, you've got asthma. And um, so they gave me inhalers and um, it was all just really just the stress of trying to be this thing that I wasn't yeah. and yeah. trying to make what I was wanting to do fit into a box that was the wrong box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't work for anybody really. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I, I am an opera school dropout. I, um, I've, I've never performed any opera at all. Well, I, I was in a production of Aida once, uh-huh. um, but that that's all I've ever done opera wise and a couple operettas really love Gilbert and Sullivan. Those yeah. are fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I really prefer things like, um, uh, if I'm going to do classical music, I really like, um, like, uh, like box cantatas and, um, choral music, um, more so than, um, you know, other, other styles. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, on that note, we're about 20 minutes into the show. Why don't you, uh, 
Let me just take a short break here, and I'll say hello, listeners. Uh, thank you for joining us today on Glocal News in Social Artistry here on KOPN, your community radio station in Columbia, Missouri. Just about to celebrate our 50th birthday, 1973. Uh, first went on the air uh, down at the studio in, on Broadway. And uh, now we're ready to celebrate in our new building uh, out on the west side of uh, Columbia, 401 Bernadette. And uh, a great little spot that's just becoming uh, a cozy uh, efficient, um, really high tech, uh, studio. So, uh, if you have been hearing some changes in our production, uh, hopefully it's a uh, good changes in a way of, uh, uh, the way that the soundboard and, and Dylan and, and Jet and the different ones are, uh, uh helping us sound better. <laughs> and, Whatever support you've been giving to us over the years, uh, we hope you can continue to do that. Um, this is a volunteer, uh, for the most part, uh, station, community station. Uh, most of the programming uh, from uh, oh, five, what is it, maybe three in the afternoon on is uh, local programming uh, all the way around to the next morning at eight when Democracy Now! comes uh, on. And we have our syndicated uh, shows for a few hours. So uh, thanks for your support and uh, keep listening to KOPN. Uh, I'm Dick Dalton, the host of Glocal News and Social Artistry. Uh, this show has been on about five years. Um, we get to talk to people that are building a more humane world from the inside out. And if you are one of those people, which probably you are in some way, and you like to talk about your projects and your passions, uh, uh, call the station and give us your name and number and they'll get a hold of me and we'll get you on the air. Or if you know somebody you'd like to recommend, uh, we can do it that way too and, and see if uh, who you want is uh, wanting to do the same thing. My guest today, I uh, just met, uh, Marsha and I uh, were down at Waddle Hollow for another uh, creative a song writing uh, weekend with uh, Jack Williams and uh, Kelly and Donna Mulholland, uh, who lived just south of Fayetteville or in Fayetteville in uh, South. And we met Jen Hodge, uh, who is a performing songwriter herself and lives uh, in that neighborhood. So uh, welcome back uh, here to the show, Jen. You were just talking about your uh, love of Bach. Oh, yes, yes. And um, uh, you wrote a song that sort of um, honored the Bach music, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, so um, I, when I was in um, voice lessons, um, my um, voice teacher thought that I was very well suited for singing Bach. Oh. Uh, and so we went through a period of time where almost everything I did was... Uh, was from Bach cantatas. We had solos and arias and um, just beautiful, beautiful pieces. Mm -hmm. And um, I also um, started learning how to play the organ. Oh. And um, Bach played the organ, wrote a lot of really important music for organ um, and um, just really intricate stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the, the way that Bach composed was, um, it's just, 
intricate. Like um, he'd have this theme um, that was prevalent through the piece. And um, it, it, sometimes he would write them in fugues. So it's sort of like a round where you, you start the piece um, and you play that theme, but then you'll, you'll uh, introduce the theme again, but um, maybe five notes up. Yeah, you know, right. and, and so, and and then the, those two things harmonize with one another. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and and then he might take that theme again and extend it so that every note is twice as long, or three times as long, or four times as long as it was in the original theme, and that works <laughs> with the melody too, uh, and just. It's just like this cascade of beautiful waterfall of um, consonant music. Um, and it, it's so beautiful to me. And um, so I I took um, one piece that I that I really enjoy, uh, Sleepers Awake. Yeah. Um, and it's based on a, a on a hymn. Um, and he wrote this uh, this uh, organ piece um, that you know folds in the notes of the hymn, and um, and then yeah, that's the Bach, and it it's just it, it's present in every level. It's in mm -hmm. the feet. It's in both hands, mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> and there there's a there's a choral part too. Um, so I took that piece. And I wrote um, a poem that was inspired by the original lyrics of the chorale. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then was also um, sort of a commentary on love and why we love um, what we're going for, mm -hmm. you know, when, when we're falling in love or, falling out of love <laughs> um and you know some of the flaws of love um just some of the beauty of it as well um well and why don't we take a listen to it okay yes let's do sleepers awake sleepers awake what if fate is just a story and destiny a lie would we suffer in scarcity letting moments pass us by what if time we spent complaining turned to making dreams come true would we wander as sleepwalkers deadbeats and sweet talkers if we thought it change our tune or turn a blind eye and try to survive just doing as we do we say that we are happy and we live with no regrets as we squander our emotions blithely placing bets what if you said that you loved me? What if I said I loved you? We could still be here on our own Heartsick and all alone If we thought it through 
seasons love for the right reasons love sacred and true sleepers awake our voices calling Was beautiful beautiful <laughs> yeah, and and uh i i have knowledge as many people do that uh biblically scripturally uh there were various applications of the word sleep but some of them actually had to do with people uh that were alive and walking around but in sort of a sleepy uh, state of consciousness and so there was a need to awake uh to see the light uh you know wake up yeah uh, sadly uh or not uh in our culture wars these days uh being woke is a little bit different application and uh, gets criticized but uh, it has an excellent foundation uh for all of those critics and uh they might want to revisit uh, some of their New Testament, even Old Testament, uh, about that. So, uh, beautiful song. Uh, I love you. I love you. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We love. Love is a many splendored thing. The song yeah. that I grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, uh, after the show, uh, there's going to be a, another song. I think uh, we'll get one off your CD and and have some. Uh, out music that uh, people can listen to as well from Jen Hodge, our uh, performing songwriter today. Mm. Uh, you also do mm, other kinds of creative things, uh, not to leave music because uh, we're going to keep having that thread here. But uh, I noticed on your, what is it, your Facebook page, you have a Hodge Paj Studio. Not that, yeah. you, not that you've been uh, actively doing much with it lately, but uh, t-shirts uh, that you've designed and uh, doodads and things. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, wanted. To, that. I just wanted to point out that one of them is the front of a VW bus. <laughs> yes, and that was my first car. Was a VW, a very very used. Matter of fact, <laughs> somebody had just taken a paint brush and a can of paint and had painted it a, an olive drab green. Uh, so it was that um, used. <laughs> but we drove that thing all the way to uh, San Diego, up the coast to Oregon, back wow. to Missouri, out wow. to the East Coast. Uh, quite a trooper those old vw buses so i was so happy to see <laughs> yeah well that was my first car too i mean oh, wow. not car uh, it was actually my parents car that was the car that we grew up with mm -hmm. uh we had a, a orange volkswagen bus it was 1971 it was as old as my sister um and um uh, the yeah it was it was a funny 
funny car. Uh, <laughs> and near the end, you know, the clutch would go out and uh, you'd have to like push start it. And, you know, I remember the movie Miss Sunshine or Little uh -huh. Miss Sunshine and and they, they had a, a Volkswagen bus in that, right. that. And all the things that they did with that Volkswagen bus in that movie we had to do with ours and <laughs> and so it's like they it's like they borrowed this from our life uh everybody piling out of the car and push 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 and then everybody jump in and um <laughs> it was i i'm really glad that we had that car and had those experiences and that they're funny so travels uh you've traveled not in a VW bus, but uh, you've been to Europe, you've been to North and South America, you've been to, I don't know, the Orient. Have you been over to uh, Thailand and places like that? Yeah, I, I went to um, Bangkok um, one year after I, I do this um, bird festival in San Diego. Um, and every year after the bird festival is over, I like to take some time off and just like, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm done. you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, so one year we went, I went to um, yeah, Bangkok. It, it was like, it was a five day um, trip. It, and it was a group travel experience, mm -hmm. um, which I'm not sure if I'd do it that way again. But um, it was dirt cheap. It was like six hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and that included the air and the hotel. <laughs> but one thing I didn't really understand that even though it was a five day trip, that included the travel time to get to Thailand, yeah. and it takes a long time to get to Thailand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah my son in law has gone a couple of times. Uh related to his restaurant business in Portland. And yeah, under here yeah. but it was beautiful. And, uh, you know, we went, we went to a couple of temples. I went with a friend of mine, Joy, and um, we went to some temples and we went to um, some markets and ate some good food. Um, and uh, it, I, I took a lot of photos on that trip. I really loved all the stone faces. Mm -hmm. um everything had a face um uh, <laughs> you know all these um, beautiful statues and um, even like some of the the the, the street tiles you know the, the, the pavement if you looked at it sometimes you could even see like face shapes in in the sidewalks mm. um and so i i was taking pictures of all the faces that i could find and um, I, I still have a, a collection of those, um, you know, like, um, you know, big statues and little statues and mm -hmm. trees and sidewalks and, you know, everything. <laughs> well, had you talked to Joy Fox there at uh, Waddle Hollow Retreat Center about Thailand? I, I did a little bit. I know that she spends some time there. Oh, and I think yeah. She might actually be there now. Um, and yeah, I think that, uh, Joy from Waddle Hollow and I are going to be, um, good friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we have a lot of things in common and, um, just kind of pay attention to things in sort of the same way. And so, um, yeah, she's a, she's a deep thinker and, uh, just really beautiful person all around. Yeah. Yeah. She and her husband, uh, started Waddle Hollow way back when they were looking for a piece of land uh, to do just what they found and uh, 
built yeah. it and uh, have wonderful retreats of various kinds uh, through the summer, uh, mm -hmm. good weather months, and uh, have been hosting our music group uh, for over 10 years now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the, the buildings there are so interesting because a lot of it is like hand sculpted, uh, the, the cob plaster that they use mm -hmm. um, like adobe but it's it's more moldable and and so she's she's just created these these like very feminine shapes and uh you know like fish coming out of the walls or turtles or or bodies mm -hmm. um and it it just it feels very alive yeah yeah, very. Was, yeah. we've we've gotten to uh sleep in various rooms around the uh, campus <laughs> uh each one very unique in in its uh, design and and the love you could just feel the love that was put into the the artwork yeah. and the yeah. floors or whatever yeah it's it's curated you know by hand uh, that that she she's telling stories um through mosaic and um and plaster and paint and gnarly wood um <laughs> and stones yeah. it, and it, it's a beautiful story to just you know steep in and i might add that every outhouse is compost compostable <laughs> <laughs> that's true and very yeah, unique in its news. design too yeah yeah right yeah yeah you, you can it's everything's a pleasure there <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it was certainly a pleasure meeting you there as uh and the others uh we had known some of the folks uh from previous times but several new faces and uh, it, it's always a wonderful uh immersive experience uh sure is to be there. yeah yeah it was very very nice to be there you you sang i believe in in one of the song circles um well i think you sang the raptor song i did yeah one yeah, of yeah. Them. The bird song uh but i there was another one that had to do with uh kind of an homage to carl sagan uh yeah what yeah something about well, i know lots of people or maybe not but another friend of mine michael cochran has written a song about the little blue dot uh mm -hmm. but yours is somewhat in that uh, same vein yeah. did that um, connection come up in biology studies or when did you get connected to Carl Sagan? And oh, I one of one of my first crushes was on Carl Sagan. Oh. Uh, when so um yeah my first crush was on Kermit the Frog, but um <laughs> the second crush was on Carl Sagan. And and it was you know the TV shows that were on at the time, you know, the Muppet Show. Yeah. Um and then um Cosmos. And I, I, when I was a kid, um, we were not allowed to watch a lot of television. Mm -hmm. And so when my parents said, we're going to sit down and watch a show, that was really special and different. Mm -hmm. And um, the show that uh, my dad wanted us all to see was Cosmos. Okay. And yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> at the time <laughs> it, it was very complicated and I, I can remember in that first show they they had the 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 guy on the motorcycle and and he's like going very very fast like he's going faster than light you know and and he's on a trajectory and and as he's 
going away from you, he's one color and then he's coming towards you, he's another color, which I didn't get, you know, but that was part of the whole, he was explaining, you know, the, the effects of light um, and he was effect and the effects, you know, of, you know, time that he would go away and he would not have aged, but he would come back and um, everyone else would have aged because it was actually a very long period of time that he was away. And um, I, that just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you, you know, I I just, I, I really, I, I liked the character of Carl Sagan, you know, mm -hmm. who he was and the way he presented himself to the world and the way he really wanted us to think and, um, you know, learn about the world we're in and the importance of it. And, um, you know, and he was a great proponent of science and understanding um, and, and so I, I think that those are all things that really, I, I feel are very important. Um, so when I found the pale blue bot, the pale blue dot essay and read it for the first time, I thought, this is something that I, I really feel aligned with and I want to, um, I want to try and do something with it musically. And it took me a while to shape it into the song that it became. Um, but I'm, I still haven't recorded the pale blue dot. I, I haven't figured out how to really do it justice because I feel it, it needs a very special treatment. Well, we are looking forward to the recording whenever you get it done. <laughs> yeah. We, we enjoyed the, uh, the, the version you gave us, uh, there in the song circle that day. Yeah. yeah. yeah beautiful. Mm -hmm. So you've got uh, Carl Sagan, you've got Bach, uh, you've got VW buses. Uh, what else do you have in your uh, uh, passions and interests? Or, or, or how, how are we going to finish out our, our 15 minutes here? What would you like to focus on? Oh, well, um, you know, um, I am going into the studio to um, start work on uh, a new CD. Um, I, I was very uh, inspired at Model Hollow um, and a couple other experiences that I've had this year where I thought, you know, it's really, I have not spent a lot of time in the studio making recordings lately. Mm. And um, it, it's something that I probably need to um, put more time into uh, because I, there's going to be a point where I'm not here anymore, <laughs> you know, and I hope that's, you know, long into the future. I, I don't really want to go anywhere now, but um, there are things in my head that no one has heard and no one knows about. And I don't want those to go away forever. You know, I, I want to have a record of who was Jen Hodge. I know? know exactly how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, I, I found somebody in Winslow, uh, Jim Nicholson, who is a recording engineer. He's got a nice little studio um, just in his, in his garage, you know, it's, um something that he always wanted to do and he set it up very nicely and i i like what he does i like his um the the way that he puts things together mm -hmm. um sounds 
good to me. And so we're working together to get a few songs uh, down. And uh, so far we've recorded two and um, I'm just going to keep on doing it on a weekly basis until I run out. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, run out of songs, run out of money, whichever comes first. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. There is money involved usually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you already have a CD. I mean, we we have a CD of yours. Uh, what's the name of it again? I didn't bring it down here to the. Well, the one that I gave you is um, Shelter Songs. Yeah, Shelter uh, Songs. which is it's a that was that's actually my fourth CD. I've got five. Okay. Um, and um, Shelter Songs is really interesting. It was the first one that I recorded when um, I moved up to Idlewild, uh, in Southern California. And uh, the house that I was renting had a bomb shelter in the backyard. Oh. And so I was like, wow, bomb shelter. I'm going to try. I'm just going to try recording in it. It might not be very good, but I'm going to try. So I set up my recording equipment in the bomb shelter, which was basically a concrete box. And um it's not really great to record in a concrete box. <laughs> <laughs> it's very reverberant. Um, and um, the, the the sounds bounce around in a weird way. Um, so it, it sounded a little bit like I was in a tin can mm-hmm. or like it's sitting in the bottom of a tennis ball can. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, I took all the things that I recorded to my recording engineer that I had used in Utah. And I said, help me. I, I really want to make this sound warm and embracing and good. And um, can you mm-hmm. create that? And he managed to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really proud of what happened with that CD. Um, and almost everything on that CD is me. So um, I, I'm playing the guitar. I'm playing, there's a song with a mandolin on it. I play that. That was back before I really knew how to play the mandolin. Um, <laughs> and I'm doing all of the background vocals, but the only thing I don't do on this one is, um, the piano on the house by the side of the road. So that's um, you on the organ with the Bach piece. Um, yes, that's me on the organ. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was on my first, or no, my second CD, third CD that was off of love is everywhere. Um, and, um, that one, yeah, I, I, I used my recording engineer a little bit more on that one than I did on Shelter Songs. Shelter Songs is all me. Um, but uh, uh, on like my first CD, which is called um, Eye of the Storm, um, my second one is Ornithology, and the third one is Love is Everywhere. Um, Ken really helped me a lot with um, creating all of the sounds that, mm-hmm. that are on those CDs. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, bringing in musicians to play things, um, getting the right sound on his keyboards, all the drums are keyboards. It's oh. funny. There's not, there's not a real drum in there, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all, you know, uh-huh. done on keyboard. Yeah. It, he would, he worked really hard to, to make those sound amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so these CDs are on Bandcamp. Is that where you, people will uh, find you, or where's the best place to find your music? The best way to get the the CDs, um, uh, they're digital copies on um, band, uh, Let's see, CD Baby. CD is, Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CD Baby is the main place to get the the uh, the digital copies of the CDs. 
Um, I'm starting to use Bandcamp a little bit more um, and we'll probably use Bandcamp um, almost exclusively for new content, mm -hmm. um, mostly because their funding model is more fair to musicians. Okay. Um, you know, with most um, most of the streaming services and stuff that we're using nowadays, you rent music. You don't really own it. You don't buy it. Oh. And so, you know, you're you're listening to it and you're paying for it, but you might be paying a dollar. You may be paying even more. You might pay $10 for an album, um, but that doesn't actually go to the artist. Right, right. <laughs> the artist only gets like a tenth of a cent every time you play the song. And if you play it a lot, then we get more you know, because we're, we're getting that 10th of a cent every time you play it, mm -hmm. but it's still not a lot of money. And if we're expected to continue to make music and to continue to be creative, we can't do that on less than a penny a song. Yeah. You know, if I'm only getting a less than a penny a song, um, that I, I can't sustain myself mm -hmm. and it doesn't sustain new creativity at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so Bandcamp, um they they let you buy the music you can listen to it a few times and decide whether or not you really want it um but then you you buy it and it downloads and you own it mm -hmm. um so you can have the cd um and it's a digital copy mm -hmm. um and most of the money goes to the artist mm -hmm. um, and sometimes they uh, Bandcamp has um, like a Friday every once in a while where all of the proceeds go to the artist and they don't take anything. Oh. So um, you can go on to Bandcamp and you can buy the music and, you know, have that whole $10 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's going to the artist and it's not going to some rich corporation or, you know, faceless billionaire who yeah. really doesn't need it. <laughs> mm -hmm. right no right. and yeah so i mean that's my soapbox <laughs> we gotta well, pay you have a girl. right to, to a soapbox i i must yeah, say. yeah. <laughs> um i i think that um we all we all work hard and people treat music as though it is it's without value but at the same time we do value it and we can't imagine life without it. So if you can't imagine life without it, why not pay for its creation? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. I, I believe in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, another way to do that is uh, have a uh, person that you support on Patreon. And I believe yes. you're, uh, you're up on Patreon if somebody wanted to find you mm -hmm. and... Uh, yeah. Jen, Jen Hodge, H-A-J-J, -J, and uh, be a, become a supporter of uh, creative music. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of supporters yet because it's very new. Um, yeah. So if you want to try before you buy, um, <laughs> the, the content I'm supplying right now is public. And oh, okay. So, so anybody can go and anyone can see it and, um, and you know, benefit from it. Um, mostly I'm re releasing recordings that I have not released before, mm -hmm. um, or, uh, you know, stories and, um, and songs together. You know, this is, this mm -hmm. is the song, this is where it came from. Yeah. Sometimes pieces of artwork that, um, that also follow the theme. So yeah. there's a few of those up there. Yeah. 
we support a couple of folks on Patreon. So it's great, a great uh, platform. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, we might uh, mention while we're uh, talking about different genres, you are, I see on your website, uh, Americana folk adult. I didn't know what adult was. What does that mean? Oh, adult contemporary. Um, oh, adult contemporary. Yeah. Those words go together. Okay. Yeah. So that's um, rather like, than kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that would be anything from Sarah McLaughlin to Joni Mitchell to, um, you know, Amy Grant, uh, <laughs> Chris mm-hmm. Christopherson. All of those, I think, would be considered adult contemporary. Oh, okay. It's not pop music. Um, and it's it tends to be, you know, older people who are listening to it. Speaking of older people, um, my wife and I have done several Road Scholar uh, trips. Uh, and we, uh, Marcia said you did something with Road Scholar sometime. Yeah, or yeah. There was a, Down I, a in brief, Costa Rica, maybe? Yeah, there was, there was a brief period of time that I was working for Holbrook Travel. Um, which is uh, outfit out of Florida. Um, they they do travel all over, but um, Costa Rica is really their specialty, and they have a lodge um, in um, in it's a Selva Verde Lodge in Sarapiqui, and um, I I've been there several times because I worked for them, um, did some you know light touring. Um, I'm not a good enough guide to be a bird guide on one of these international tours, but I am good enough to, you know, to, to be everybody's friend on the tour. So, you know, I, I can be the person who's on the tour and making sure that everybody used the bathroom and you know, <laughs> help everybody get on and on uh, off the bus and make sure that they have everything they need. Great. Well, yeah. we have come to the end of our time, Jen. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my right. gosh. Jen Hodge. <laughs> yes, it happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to more music. And I say to you listeners, uh, remember, wherever you are, that is your world. Please leave your world cleaner more peaceful and more loving than you found it because if it is to be it is up to us take care talk to you soon
longer for your flame Were you a blazing ball of fire Before you were even born Did you find the cure to polio Fly a kite against a storm Were you disobedient at the age of 33 When some old Roman soldier had you nailed up to a tree Maybe you were black and tired on the front seat of a bus Or on a protest march in Bombay lying face down in the dust But you were all of this and more Borrowed light from those who came before and the children who haven't yet been named are stronger for your spark. Stronger for your flame. What if there's no drama in the day to day? Life's a bunch of pots and pans and diapers to be changed You want to climb a mountain or walk to Timbuktu But the truest light shines just as bright no matter what you choose You don't need to burn out in a brilliant ball of flame We'll be blessed even if we never knew your name Cause you are all of this and more Borrowed light from those who came before And the children who haven't yet been named Are stronger for your spark Stronger for your flame